Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moors, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country, Mo with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V, proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. In case you missed the news, Josh Klingler is the Chiefs' newest sideline reporter. And since we can't hang out with 70,000 of our closest friends this fall, there's only one guy who can bring you what you missed from inside the stadium on Monday mornings, and that's Kling. Weekdays starting at 6. Make sure to tune in to Fesco in the morning for inside access to the Chiefs' sidelines like you've never heard before on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. And good evening, everyone, and welcome as we open the doors to the Chiefs' kingdom on another Victory Monday evening And it's our Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Radio Show. Normally, we would be in front of hundreds of fans at some Hy-Vee Market Grill in the Kansas City area to celebrate the 22nd Chiefs victory in the last 23 games. 13 months, 22-1 and for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'll talk more about that later in the show. But we know our 2020 world is anything but normal. But now we still have to zero in on the only buy available in the AFC. We've got to keep our energy up, even though we don't have our live audience tonight. And we've got to get ready to play the Atlanta Falcons this Sunday as the Chiefs come back home to Arrowhead Stadium. I made reference yesterday on the broadcast to the recently retired NASCAR driver, Clint Boyer. Yesterday on the Open, I said that Boyer's a huge Chiefs fan from Emporia, Kansas. But I also said Clint Boyer could tell us about the importance of the pole position. He did it four times in his 16-year career in NASCAR. 
And essentially, the single buy this year in the AFC and the NFC is the pole position in the reformatted NFL playoffs of this crazy year of 2020. Now, we want to keep the spirit up tonight. We don't have Lucy or Ethel, but we do want to say hello tonight to Jennifer Handling of Olathe, who is tonight's Hy-Vee Private Chiefs Kingdom Watch Party winner, joining us tonight on a Zoom call. Jennifer's a big Chiefs fan, also a big uh, Olathe South Falcon fan. Now, Jennifer has received a Zarda barbecue meal sent to her house, catered for her and nine of her socially distanced friends. Jennifer will also receive an autographed 8 by 10 photo of a Chiefs player. Now, you too can win. Just register at your local Hy-Vee or check out your local Hy-Vee Facebook page to register, and you could be next week's Chiefs Kingdom Watch Party Zoom winner. Also, we'd like to remind everybody on these Chiefs Kingdom days and nights after a Chiefs game, you can score the savings. Just shop Hy-Vee the day or night after a game and score fuel saver discounts equal to the number of points the Chiefs score and the amount that you spend. 32 Chiefs points yesterday will add up in their win over the New Orleans Saints. So cheer on the Chiefs and watch your fuel discount grow with every point the Chiefs score as Kansas City gets it done again on the road. A reminder that that offer, discount offer with qualifying purchase, only fuel savings limited to 20 gallons. Some restrictions apply, so see store for details. Also, also, as we zero in the last couple of days of holiday shopping here, perfect for the holidays and for your Christmas list, I tweeted this out just 30 minutes ago. The Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal gift set, including all eight boxes of the 2020 release of Mahomes Magic Crunch cereal, arranged in an epic collage available while supplies last in the KC Metro area high V's. People want these outside of the KC market. There you go. Ship them out to them and get them while you can. Perfect gift idea. That's at a high V. Okay, in just a few minutes, we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid's fascinating interview. He gets into detail on why events happened as they did yesterday in that slug it out victory at New Orleans. Also, as we celebrate the holidays tonight and a victory over the Saints, there's a lot to ponder. The Chiefs finished 8-0 and on the road in the regular season. To put that in perspective, it's another team record and only challenged by the 7-0 record by the 1966 AFL champion Kansas City Chiefs, who went undefeated in the regular season on their way to Super Bowl I. But this 2020 Chiefs team has won at Baltimore, at Buffalo, at Miami, at Tampa Bay, at New Orleans, teams that have a combined record of 48 wins and 22 losses, and there's a high probability all five will be in the, eight, uh, in the playoffs. Now, on that list, the Chiefs have beaten the reigning AFC and NFL MVP, two future Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterbacks, the hottest young quarterback in the league other than Patrick Mahomes, and done it all on the road. No NFL team can even come close to that mark. And as I mentioned earlier, the Chiefs 22-1 and in their past 23 games, and I retweeted the NFL research uh, tweet earlier today. You can go to my Twitter page, at Mitch Holtis, easy to find it, at Mitch Holtis, Look at the list of teams who have gone 22-1 and in recent NFL history and what they've accomplished. But the Chiefs have a lot of work to do, starting this Sunday against the mercurial and talented Atlanta Falcons, who are 4-10, and but get this, have blown nine leads this year in the 10 losses. And twice, they have blown 17-point leads. They did it twice yesterday alone. They've done it in two separate games. And only one of three teams to do that in the NFL since 1940. You can look at that two different ways. 
can't hold a league, that's obvious, but they're talented enough to pull something off. And if the Chiefs, the Chiefs need to win to capture that Clint Boyer pull position in the AFC. They don't necessarily, they can't necessarily do it this week, but they could. It depends on the Steelers. If the Steelers lose tonight to the Bengals, fat chance, then the Chiefs could do it by winning on Sunday. But don't sleep on the Falcons. And if you want to, Text the Rams and see how they feel after losing a tie for first place in the NFC West by losing to the previously winless Jets in the biggest upset in the NFL in at least 15 years. The Chiefs are coming home. They need to feel your spirit. They need to feel the kingdom spirit. Next, we'll hear from Andy Reid on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Welcome back to the Chiefs Kingdom show tonight. The Chiefs get the victory, hard-fought victory, over the New Orleans Saints uh, yesterday, last night, uh, in New Orleans. And with me, the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid. What a win over a team needing to win, a great team with a future Hall of Fame quarterback. Overall, how sweet was that victory? And to go 8-0 and on the road in a regular season. Yeah, no, listen, I'm proud of the guys. That was a, it was a good win to get, and I thought our guys – you know, played their tail off against a good football team. I mean, that, that was a team coming off a loss, a big loss, and they're competing with the Packers for that number one seed. And, uh, you know, they, they were bearing down and we were bearing down. And so it was, it was a great game. I mean, I, again, very proud of the guys for the job they did. <clears throat> Coach, if I might start, I'm going to start on the defensive end. How much did you set the tone to win in that place against that team? You forced seven three and outs in this game against Drew Brees, and you did three of those early, and then the one you didn't was a pick. How much was beating the drum early defensively set the tone to win that game? Yeah, I mean, it was it was great. I mean, they they came out. I mean, you could say, well, Drew was rusty in this, but uh, Drew Brees has been playing this game a long time, and so uh, – the, the fact that we were able to pressure him, I think, was the important thing. And and at the same time, take care of the run game. So, uh, and, and put him into uh, bad situations, you know, create bad situations. Uh, uh, from a defensive standpoint, I thought well, that was a plus. Uh, you look at the end of the game and you go, all right, well, uh, they had 60-some-odd plays offensively and we had 90-plus plays offensively. So, uh, that that's due to the defense getting the ball back quickly to the offense, and then the offense taking care of business from there. People can say whatever they want, who was in and who was out, but Alvin Kamara played in this game. And ever since he was a Hutchinson Community College Blue Dragon playing juco ball in Kansas, he's been an animal in yards after catch and in the receiving game. What were you able to do to hold him down? Because to me, that's one of the most impressive parts of this victory. Well, yeah, and they've got a good offensive line, so – I thought our guys tackled well. I, I thought we uh, forced the issue at the line of scrimmage. Um, Naughty kind of held down the middle of the defense with Hitch. And, um, you know, I mean, these are guys that, that don't get a lot of credit for the job done. But <clears throat> I thought the defensive line and the linebackers played good football there. And then third down, holy cow, we were 9 of 18 they were 1 of 11 on third down. You alluded to getting the, uh, the plays. I'm going to ask you an offense in a second. But to hold Drew Brees, I don't care if he's rusty or whatever, 1 of 11, man, that's a heck of a performance. Yeah, I thought Spags had a nice game plan. I thought the coaches, you know, communicated it well to the 
to, to the guys. And then the guys spend a lot of time on it. You know, they, they, they work all those combinations that the saints do. I mean, Sean's a, a great play caller and our guys, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, our guys, I thought just bared down all week uh, to make sure that they could identify in a split second, what was going on and still be able to attack it. Well, the preparation just showed up and showed uh, showed off on that field. I'm going to flip it over to the offensive side, and I'm going to start in the trenches here, the offensive line. For everyone listening, I'm just going to put this in perspective. Andrew Wiley gets a start at right tackle uh, due to necessity. He had never started there in the NFL. He did lead Eastern Michigan at right tackle to the um, – what a Bahamas bull. Uh, and then Wisniewski had only played 50-some snaps in one game on September the 14th. You mentioned 98 snaps, Coach, those guys had to play against this defensive front. What about filling in over there and what those guys did? Yeah, they. they um, I'm proud of those two because Wisniewski hadn't played since week one. And uh, and so he hadn't had pads on for since week one. I mean, we're not in pads right now. We're in shells. So this was his first game back in pads. And I looked at him after about the third series, and I'm going, he's not going to make it all the way through. And he just kept pounding through. And, you know, veteran did all the way through it and did a nice job. Um, I'm sure he was pretty tired afterwards, but he sucked it up and and, uh, did a nice job. And then, listen, Wiley, I thought, went out and played pretty good football on the outside. There are a couple plays he'd like to have back, but – uh, all in all, that's a uh, that's the strength of their team right there. That those defensive ends and it starts there, and then the defense tackles. And so, being able to take care of those guys the majority of the time and still get points on the board, help get points on the board, I think uh, is important. And, and they they were able to do that. And then ninety eight snaps. It's like, okay, let's just roll in another twenty eight extra snaps for you guys, just to get you in game shape. Sure. It, yeah, it, it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, the the fact, like I said, the fact that the defense was <clears throat> that we were able to get off the field and and then we were able to, uh, you know, the offense was able to stay on the field. I think uh, time of possession ended up favoring us and uh, and so on. So it it worked out well for us. Hey, Army would like this time of possession. Forty one minutes and fourteen seconds. Uh, recently winning the Commander in Chief Cup, by the way. Uh, but I do want to ask you about the third downs because flipping on the other side and that uh, to dovetail on your point, nine of eighteen, there were some really big time third down conversions. The early corner route to Tyreek on third and long, and then Patrick doing his stuff. But how important were those and the execution and the belief to overcome and win those third downs? Yeah, well, we spent a lot of time on situational football, so that's part of the. That's one of the situations that's important is your third downs. <clears throat> they were we have a few long yardage third downs too and he was able to pat was able to maneuver it with the receivers and guys staying alive you saw sammy stay alive throughout the game on on plays where pat might have had to move and um and so and then pat's ability to see on the move and keep everybody alive he just kind of knows where everybody's at and and how they play and uh it just puts that in his computer there and and he's able to spit it out in a, in a millisecond there and, and do some good things with it, with accuracy. So uh, that's the beauty of, of having him, uh, which we're all getting so used to that we just think that that's supposed to happen. But that's uh, that's very unique in this league. And it's very frustrating to defensive coordinators and defenses that have busted their tail to get you into a third and long, and all of a sudden now you rip their heart out with one of these things. That's uh, that, that wears on you. 
from a defensive standpoint as the game goes on. I want to ask you about these touchdowns. These are fun. Uh, and going back and watching them again and again made it even more fun. That You get a quick snap, a little basketball chest pass out of that diamond thing you run at the goal line. How good was that? They said the next-gen stats, it was less than half a second, the quickest pass in the NFL this season. Yeah. yeah no, Pat gets it up and out uh, really quick. And, uh, you know, we, we try to get in and out of the huddle before uh, the other team can – make a quick decision there on how they're going to defend it and then balls up and in Kelsey's hands before you know it, he's in the end zone. So we've done that a couple of times over the, over the years and uh, we've had some success with it. One of the best plays in the NFL all year and McColl's going to be with us here in just a couple of minutes, but goodness, that play in the back of the end zone where he does it within like a square foot uh, to drag the toe and make it where there is no room. You talk about tight windows all the time in the red zone. Holy cow, that wasn't a, that was like the uh, caulking on the window to get that done. What about that play from coach from a quarterback standpoint, your protection and McColl to make that play? Yeah, well, the ball could only be put in one spot. I mean, that was, there were a lot of people around there, and he put it right in the back corner of the end zone. And this is the this is the maturity of McColl. So. Uh, his first year, he wouldn't have kept running. And so they that was one of the points of emphasis. So between Pat, D-Rob, I mean, D, look at how many touchdowns D-Rob's had just by doing that type of thing where he's the last read in the progression, and but he's hustling across the field and, you know, he scores a touchdown. So here McColl's been able to see D-Rob do it and talk to him. They're in the same room. And then at the same time, Pat, continuously remind him, keep running, keep running, keep running, keep running. You're alive. And and then all of a sudden, you know, it pays off for him. So, uh, but it's that growth that McColl has had to be able to do that. We talk about quarterbacks being able to be good in the red zone, but what about receivers? I mean, it's arena football, isn't it, coach? I mean, it's a different mindset to be able to make a play where you, it's a 10 yard field. Everything's a little faster. You have to remember that inline back there. Uh, of the end zone is, is a 12th man. So the defenses can get away with things that they can't normally in the field because of space uh, and depth. And so you, everything's a little tighter, all your strengths and weaknesses become exploited down there and you, you've, you everything's faster. So you, you got to come in there with the right frame of mind and uh, you've got to be, ready and alert at all times you're throwing the football your hands have to be available at all times you have to be able to go up for the ball you have to be able to go down for the ball you've got to have the ball out of the break in your hands like immediately keyhole throws and uh and so your quarterbacks got to be sharp and those receivers have to be on their a game down there it was uh it was awesome to see it then the the last touchdown (laughs) The good old sprint option. I call the play-by-play. I said Texas Tech to Michigan State. Uh, you've run that sprint option a lot this year, and it's working. What makes that play work, and what made that touchdown happen? Yeah, we've got a variety of them. And, and um, so, you know, we, we've got all different kinds of combinations with it. But Pat's, uh, he's real good on the move. And uh, he, he's able to hang on to it and do his little deceptive deals that he does to be able to hang on to it and allow guys to get open. So this one was a unique one because we kind of slipped out uh, 10 out of, you know, of a little 
Z motion look, and they've been hurt on that uh, the last few weeks. And and so we, we kind of did a an M motion instead of the Z motion. We, we added one little wrinkle to it, and uh, we were able to get, get him through there. And he did a great job now. Tyreek did a great job of just kind of sneaking through lanes and finding a spot there uh, for – you know, for Pat to throw it to him, and then Pat finds him, which Pat's got a couple other reads on that too that he has to go through. But uh, for him to be able to do that was was something else. I hope everybody enjoys these Monday night chats as much as I do. Honestly, we have these concerts in the summer. I think we ought to do it. Have you just sitting there, put up a play on the big screen, and walk us through it? I'd pay money to go see that, man. It's it's awesome to hear uh, the adjustments that you make week by week. Uh, and then how good was the blocking? Wiley gets a block there. And then Kelsey. Everybody's talking about Kelsey's not. He's going to have a historic NFL season. But every time I see him, Coach, making blocks week after week after week, and I try to bring it up because I'm. it's easy to take it for granted. Well, that yeah, that's it. People always see the the catches, but the other things that he does, his ability to block in space is like second to none. So <laughs> whether we're running those jet sweeps, whether we're running arounds, whether we're asking him to block for pad on a sprint out where like the ones we score on here, um, where, where, whatever those things are that we ask him to do, um, he is like the best at that also. So uh, when asked to block on the line of scrimmage, he, he does a great job with that. And he's not the biggest guy. Um, so we, we asked him to stick it in there and and and, uh, and bang on these defensive ends who outweigh him by quite a little bit. So, But he's so willing to do it. We've put him in the backfield. You've seen that. We've snapped him the ball. We've had him throw the ball, you know, run the ball, all those things. And, and he's the best at it. So I just think that uh, th- those things kind of get pushed aside to, uh, of his overall game uh, when we say he's the best yet well, he's not just the best pass receiver I think he's just the best and at that spot Amen we'll close this way I know I gotta we don't talk about injuries a lot but Clyde getting seeing him taken off the field I know you addressed it earlier today but everyone's immediate information but it seems like tonight that's fairly good news with Clyde at least maybe having hope to return yeah yeah so um it's a, you know, he hurt his hip and he hurt his ankle and um, we'll just, I, I think the hips feeling a little bit better today and, and, uh, and he's been getting treatment all day and up, up until now while you're doing your, your show. So uh, the, the ankle, we've just got to see, I mean, that's just going to be a matter of, uh, of time to see how that thing uh, heals up. So, but so far so good uh, on the information. We'll keep checking on him here. Tomorrow morning, um, we'll see how he does. Also, and uh, but he he's today he's lived in the in, in the training room and, and getting all kinds of uh, rehab. I've watched that play a whole bunch of times earlier today. But how much is the testimony to his lower body strength that we're even having this conversation? I mean, that was a well, big time role. Yeah, I told him. I said, listen, at Thanksgiving, I get that turkey, that wishbone, and I break that son of a gun in half and. <laughs> Uh, the big half is good luck and the little half isn't. And, and he was the little half right there. Man. I mean, he got split like a, a stinking wishbone. And, and for the fact that his hip didn't dislocate uh. and and that his ankle didn't break are so positive that um, I think we're just happy that it wasn't worse than what, what, what it was. And 
he's a tough little nut now, man. I mean, and he's dirty strong and dirty tough and all those things. And uh, if he's down, you know, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm just glad that he's, he's he's able to get back up here. And, uh, you know, we'll see how he does this week. We'll let you go. Getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons. Huge game this week. But we also want to wish you Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you and Tammy and the entire family. Thanks for coming here, Coach. You changed everything. All right, Redhead. I appreciate it. Hi to all those other Redheads out there, too, man. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Thank you, Coach. Head Coach Andy Reid, stay tuned. McCole Hardman is next. After this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Welcome back to our Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays edition of the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Normally, we'd be at a Hy-Vee Market Grill, cranking it up with uh, several hundred fans. We want to keep the spirit rolling tonight. And a big congratulations, Jennifer Handling from Olathe is uh, celebrating tonight with uh, Zarda Barbecue, catered to her and nine of her socially distanced friends. They're actually meeting at the 151st uh, Hy-Vee Market Grill. She's a uh, Olathe South Falcon fan, but a proud graduate of Sumner Academy in KCK, a Sumner Saber. Uh, enjoying the party tonight. You too could win it. You could win it next week. Just register at your local Hy-Vee or check out your local Hy-Vee Facebook page and make sure you register. You could be next week's winner. I want to quickly, before we get to the jet here, uh, the Chiefs have seven Pro Bowlers. This just came down the lines. This is breaking news. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the top vote-getter in the National Football League uh, to make the Pro Bowl. Tyreek Hill makes it for the Chiefs. Travis Kelsey. Eric Fisher makes it at left tackle. Well-deserved because Fish gutted it out yesterday. Showed some big-time courage in gutting it out. Um, Only practiced on Friday. Mock game Saturday. Flew to New Orleans and played against that front. A courageous performance by Eric Fisher. Frank Clark makes it on the defensive end, as does Chris Jones, one of the top vote-getters, as well as Tyron Matthews. So I think I got all seven of the Chiefs that made the Pro Bowl. A guy who has made Pro Bowl plays. In fact, he made the Pro Bowl last year, and I know he's going to make it next year, but he is a, a Pro Bowler in our heart for sure because he has made some enormous, huge plays. Joins us this week on the show. It's brought to you by Hellsburg Diamonds, by the way. Our player uh, interviews brought to you by Hellsburg, serving the Chiefs' kingdom for over 100 years with 200 locations. Welcome now, McCall Hardman, Jet Fuel, with us tonight on the Chiefs' Kingdom show. Brother, it is great to talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm going to start with that crazy catch yesterday. I want to tell everybody, I hope Jennifer, your crew, gets to go back and watch that play of... I think, okay, I'm just going through 104-yard kickoff return, right, last year against the Chargers, 83-yard touchdown pass against the Ravens, this year the long pass against the Ravens, 58-yard kickoff return to start everything in the playoffs against Houston. Jet, I'm not so sure that's not your greatest play. Go through that play and what had to happen Do you get a five-yard touchdown in a window that was just inches open. Uh man, I, I was just coming back. Um, I was coming from the uh, the opposite side. You know, I think the, the ball was supposed to go to uh, Kelsey. Um, and I just stayed alive. Just kept running. And I even know I didn't know Pat was even throwing to me at all. I just <laughs> I just seen the ball in there. I'm like, sure, I'm gonna make this catch, man. <laughs> it just happened. But you caught it. You dragged the toe and did it in a millisecond. Was that just all instinctive, or is that something you've been working on? Us all instinctive. Um, honestly, um, just you know, 
practicing just, you know, get two feet in bounds anyway. Um, it, it, that's just something you work on it all, always, you know, catching the ball, just playing around or just, you know, uh, somebody throwing you the ball close to the sideline. You always practice on getting two feet in. And, and it's just the moment right there where it presented itself for me to um, get both of my feet in. And you mentioned you had to come all the way across the field. So you basically ran 50 yards to catch that thing. Uh, Coach was talking about how you've grown into this role and how you keep running on that play to stay alive. How much have you learned, particularly in the red zone, because Tyreek and I have talked about this too, the red zone man's a whole nother. That's like arena football. Right, yeah. Everything happened faster in the red zone, and um, everything is more condensed, you know, more, you know, it's tightened down there. So um, just got to, you know, find the holes in the defense that you got to, you know, you know, come through so hopefully Pat can see you, you know, and, and just stay alive and just keep running. And, you know, if Pat see you, you know, he can dot you with the ball. Well, let's bring up last week, too, because that 67-yard punt return was awesome. Um, I mentioned on the air, man, jet fuel, grab your boarding pass and just fly on the jet to the end zone. Walk us through that play and what had to happen to make it happen. Well, finally, I got a kick in the middle of the field, you know, so I can actually make something work, you know. Uh, teams always, you know, punt to the sideline and outside of numbers, so it's really hard for me to get things going, man, and, and you know, and um and try to make something happen. But at that particular play, they just, you know, mishit it, and, um, gave it to the middle of the field, gave me some room to work in. I mean, once I got the edge, it was, you know, it was all she wrote from there. So I just had to get a chance, and when I got that chance, I took advantage. When I watched the video – McCall, how well was that blocked by your teammates? I said that could be shown to a coach's clinic, whether in Georgia, Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, or Missouri, Iowa. Yeah, they blocked it up very well. I just, you know, Tris Lambert with a great block. You know, Willie Gay leading the charge. Kemp, you know, getting the punter. You know, not, not you know, decleaning them. Just, you know, a good little chip shot. I mean, you go all the way down the line, man. Everybody did, did what they're supposed to do, man. And I guess it's helped help them either you know, that they kick the ball in the middle of the field. So that kind of helped my, you know, get a chance to set eight blocks up. And and then I just got to, you know, make it count. Again, talking with McCall Hardman and his two years, some of the most exciting plays in the 61 years of the Kansas City Chiefs and some of the most important plays, especially last year in that role of the Super Bowl. All you have to do, how'd you start the big rally against the Houston Texans? Go back and watch. It was McCall Hardman who lit the fuse for everything uh, in that game. I want to ask you how you've grown to um, 54 targets, 36 catches this year, but three catches yesterday, three catches a week ago. What you're asked to do, coach asked you to do a lot of different things. How much have you grown and learned and tried to embrace all of the stuff that you're asked to do? Growing and learning every day. I think it's, it's a challenge every day to go in and, and just, you know, get better each and every day, 1% better every day. And um, just, you know, Take advantage of you know your opportunity when it's called. You know um, everybody's not perfect, so but whenever I get that chance, I want I want to make the best of the opportunity. And, you know, prove the coach. You know, uh, Eb, uh, Coach G. Lou, the Pat. You know, the teammates. That I can, you know, I can, you know, be a bigger part of the offense or whatever. You know, they need need me to be or whatever they call my number. I just want to be there for them and you know make plays. So I'm growing and learning each and every day and just hoping you know my chances just keep increasing. I've talked to Coach and Patrick about this. Sometimes when the play call and you hear it, you're not the maybe the primary receiver. But in this offense, how much it is everybody's the primary receiver? You don't know with Patrick, right? Right, yeah, everybody's alive because, you know, they can, you know, 
show us so many different coverages, you know. Um, they can double trap. He might be the primary. They might double 10. He might be the second read. And then it's like we're going to the third and fourth read. And all with that to the check down, like maybe to the running back or something. So it, you just got to stay alive. Don't ever think that you're not going to get the ball, you know. And and once you think that, then you look up the ball could head of your way, you know. So you just got to run every route full speed and think you're going to get the ball and, and just, you know, keep doing that same process over and over until eventually it comes your way. You seem to like December. Uh you know, I've seen, I've been in this league a while. I've seen players wilt in December. They're dynamos in September, but December, you can't find them. You're just the opposite. I mean, you seem to love December. The bigger the game, you seem to love it. What about coming alive when these games matter the most? I just got to step up when the, when the challenge presents itself. I think when, when, the, when it's get, you know, when, when the game get bigger, I think that's when the, the, your, your biggest players should step up. And I think, uh, a lot of us do that as well, you know. I think uh, we got a lot of a lot of guys on the team that step up to the challenge and willing to take the challenge head on when when it um, when it presents itself. So I think we are ready for it. You know, I'm studying you all the way back to high school. We're going to get into that here after the break, but everybody has to deal with adversity. To me, this team and when you get success, it's easy to overlook what you have to overcome. What are you learning about this league and calling upon your past and what you've learned? to deal with adversity, whether it's a single play that you bounce back or a game that you bounce back. Um, what have you learned about that? There's such term memory. You know, I don't think you can let things eat at you. You know, um, it it's the league. It's, it's used professional football. You know, I think the, the defensive coordinators on the other side get paid as well as the offensive coordinators get paid that's calling the players against them. So it's like it's a game, you know. It's like a game of chess. You got to be strategic with your moves, you know, you know, a mistake gonna happen here and there. Like I said, uh, everybody's not perfect. So we just, it's about really being the best team on that day. You know, when you play, cause any, any, any given day, any given Sunday, Thursday or Monday, you can get beat. So you just gotta be, be the best team on that day and, and learn from your mistakes on the, from the following week and try not to make those mistakes again. That's how you become a, you know, a complete team. I think just, um, just when you, when that adversity hit, just don't, don't shy away from it, you know, hit it head on and, short-term memory, and, and then just, you know, play through it. Our special guest tonight, uh, McCole Hardman tonight, the Jet. Um, in two years, he has done so much and has been part of some of the biggest plays in the Chiefs' kingdom over the last couple of years. We're going to go uh, back to the state of Georgia with McCole when we come back as the Chiefs get ready for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so it gets close to home for him. We'll be back with more of McCall after this on the Chiefs Kingdom Show on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Mitch Holtis back with you tonight on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. Chiefs get the victory over the New Orleans Saints. Crazy 8-0 regular season. One of the best, obviously, regular seasons it is the best in Kansas City Chiefs history and only one of the few times that it's happened since the team or the NFL went to a 16-game schedule in 1979. But the Chiefs go 8-0 and on the road. Our guest tonight, a presentation of Hellsburg Diamonds and also the Chiefs Kingdom Show brought to you by Boda Box. This holiday season, check out Boda Box. But the uh, Hellsburg Diamonds, of course, over 100 years of service uh, and with 200 locations. McCole Hardman, our guest tonight, coming off his incredible touchdown yesterday, the five-yard reception from Patrick Mahomes. How cool is it to go 8-0 and on the road? And this has not been easy, man. McCole, you've beaten big-time teams undefeated on the road. What does that mean for this football team? I mean, we, you know, we, I don't know. I, I think it's kind of like, it's kind of different because, you know, with the, the COVID or whatever going around, it's really not no fans, so it don't really feel like a weight game. 
but then again, it's like he's still going to a team, you know, a team home and, and, and beating them. And I think it feels good to, to, to go eight and nine. It kind of shows like what kind of team we are, you know, what kind of team we, we built and, uh, and, and what we built for. It don't matter on the road or at home. We, you know, we're going to give everybody our best shot just as they try to give us their best shot. So. And how much is toughness overlooked on this team? I think it is because you see people see the stats and they see all the flying around. But I try to tell people all the time, eight no to me is about toughness. Definitely toughness, discipline, uh, determination, uh, mindset. It's, it's all those are coming in factor of what doing that because I think you know, nobody's not doing that. You know, in the league, you know, eight on the road, man, it's a hard task for anybody. And for us to do that, it definitely shows toughness, determination. You know, the will that we want to win, and you know, no matter where we at. I want to take you back to home. How tough has it been with COVID? I mean, you're so close to your home. I mean, you're a legend in North Georgia, um, but it's so restrictive for all of us here, right? And we're all in a different world. How, how much of a challenge has that been for you personally as a young guy, second year in the league and being distanced from your family? Uh, it's, it's pretty hard because I'm a family-oriented guy, and, um, and I like to go back home, especially like on a bye week, man. You know, being, you know, you get here like in April and, you'd be far away from home for like, you know, four or five months at a time. And, and just like, you want to be like, you know, good to go back and, and just, you know, show love to your family, just chill with your family. And like, I like to say, I like to go back home and, and visit people, go to see people, go to the schools. I mean, I'm big back in my hometown, going to the schools, seeing the kids, man, and just, you know, get them motivation and things like that. So without doing that shit, it's kind of, you know, kind of hard and, you know, uh, but you know, you make it work and, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, by time, this time next year, everything be back to normal and I can start back doing those type of things. Again, talking with McCole Hardman, the Jet. Um, you mentioned discipline a couple sentences ago. How disciplined have the guys had to be? I mean, we've seen COVID now kind of wreck some teams, right? It took New England off the rails. Baltimore had issues with it. Um, but our team has not. Why do you think that is? I think it starts with the uh, with the – with the uh, the coaching, the coaches, and I think they, they they you know they do a big job of emphasizing, um, you know, being safe, taking care of everybody, and and just and just you know like don't let it get in the way of what we got in in in, in sight. You know, we got a we got a goal in mind, and don't let that ruin our goal of what we're trying to do. And uh, I think that's kind of you know sit you know sit on everybody, be like, yeah, okay, we make sure we protect everybody, and and so that way we got a goal in mind, so we don't need nothing interrupting it. So I think that's kind of how. How we take an approach to it? Let's take you home. Although we can't go home physically, we can go home emotionally and mentally. Here, uh, did you keep up with the Elbert County Blue Devils? Did they have a good year? Do you know? Yeah, uh, I think they did. They are right. I know uh, the coach, Coach Jarvis, ended up getting the head coaching job. Um, he's like a good friend of my of my pops. And um, but I, I can't think of the seat. I really don't know how good they did. I know he sent me some gear and stuff, and um, I was trying to keep up with it, but it just kind of like. Everything going on, it's hard just to, you know, check in here and there. But um, they probably had – they should have had a good season. I think they're still rebuilding right now and uh, trying to get that, that program back on the road. What is really outstanding here in the holiday season, but you do this all year long, and in non-COVID times, you've really stepped up for your home community. Tell us what you've done for the kids back in Elbert County in your Friends Helping Friends uh, initiative. Um. Well, I try to do what I can, but um, I try to stay in touch with, stay in touch like uh, Miss Adams, um, or Miss and Mister Adams, and um, you know they like kind of the head of of the Friend Having Friends Club, and I just try you know give back what I can. I think I did it in my cause, my cleats, um, just doing that, and um, try to donate some cleats to them, get some money towards the program, and 
you know, just do what I can here and there and um and just try to, you know, keep keep it, you know, fresh in my mind, you know, just let them know I ain't forgot about it because I, I love that program dearly. I love all the kids dearly. And um I wish I could see them, man, but you know, it's so hard with everything going on, man. And but but yeah, I, I love I love them kids. Uh I, I love what Miss Adams and uh, Mr. Adams do for everything, what they do and the time they put in, the effort they put in with those kids and and I have nothing but respect for what they're doing and, and, and nothing but love for everybody that's involved in it. Once again, McColl involved with his uh, back in his home county, uh, Elbert County, Georgia, in, with kids battling disorders. Where did this start? Where did your heart grow to have such a feeling for not only this initiative, but for kids who are struggling and need help? Um. I really, I never really took notice to it, um, but I never looked at them differently either, though, whenever I see them. Um, you know, some people, you know, shy away from it or they just don't feel comfortable around certain kids. And um, but I think it started like in sixth grade. Uh, Miss Thomas, you know, took the initiative to ask me, like, do I want to, you know, help out or should I join? And and I was like, uh, maybe. And then she had mentioned, like, you know, you can get like three or four days away from school excused. I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> Sign me up, you know? And that's kind of that's how it started. Kind of like excuse. I'm like, well, I get excused for like three days? Oh, man, yeah. Well, how many field trips can we take? I'm like, all right, bet. I'm like signing up for field trips. Don't even know nothing about well, getting myself into. I just don't miss school for a day. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be good. And then honestly, after really being in the program and like just, you know, being around the kids, you just kind of like, it was just like love at first sight. You know, I fell in love with it, and then I was in it from, like, sixth grade to, like, seventh grade to eighth grade, being, like, a staff member, like, being, like, a, one of the top 11 members. Even when I got to high school, like, ninth, 10th, 11th grade, I was always a, a top member. Um, And and it just – what I did with the kids, how good I was with the kids, the interactive I was, and how they reacted to me and, and the love they had for me, you know. And um, and I just kept that because, like, with those kids, it's not – it's more than a football to them. You know, it's more than – uh, he's a football player. Uh, he doing it's, it's more than that. It's more about uh, he's actually McCole. You know, it's like he a human being. He's a person. I'm, I'm liking him because of who he are, where his heart is. You know, it's not because he played football. And I kind of think that would have kind of took me because at the time I was a big athlete. I was the, the man on campus, and everybody just you really you know talking to me because I'm who I was. But with them, it's like that goes out the window. It's like because they don't <laughs> if they don't if they don't like you, they they gonna let you know they don't like you. you know, so it's like okay, so it, you know I'm doing something right, and um, so yeah. And I know they still probably, you know, they probably miss me. I miss them. So, but yeah, that's how I kind of got into it and just fell, fell in love with it. What you're saying, this is real and it's real for those kids and it's real for you. Uh, is right. it, is it, how much is it when you're, when the work that you've done with them uh, in this work, do you feel like I'm getting more out of this than the kids? I mean, it affects your soul, your heart, your whole life, right? Yeah, you definitely get more out of it. I think people really, really understand the the challenges that those kids face every day. And I think, uh, you know, Miss Adam, they let us say, you know, kids overcoming challenges. We don't really don't like to say, uh, you know, special or uh, uh, disabled disability. We don't like to say the word like kids overcoming challenges because they face challenges every single day that we not accustomed to it that we might not even, you know, face because you know they got to face that challenge and hit it head on every single day. You know, whether it's learning how to write your name, you know, um, and they might know one day, the next day they forget, you know, and we got to do it again, you know, and then the next day they forget, you got to do it again. It's repetition and just, and I think it make you look at life at a different perspective, a different angle. And, and you just see the the difference of like how, like you really, you really don't got life as bad as you think you got it. And I think I kind of use that as motivation too. When I think things getting hard or when, you know, you hit a wall or something like that, you just think about those kids that hit that wall every single day and, 
you don't see them complaining. You just see them laughing and smiling, having fun. I kind of you just look back on them like, yeah, if they can do it, I can do it too. So I kind of get a lot out of it, a lot out of it actually. So outstanding again, McCole Hardman, our guest tonight, a legend in Albert County, Georgia, but more than just his football. He was a terrific five-star quarterback, all-around athlete there. Went on the University of Georgia, starred there, and now, of course, starring with us at the Kansas City Chiefs. But they just see him as McCall, their buddy. Again, it's friends helping friends back uh, in the state of Georgia. We come back, we'll close things out with McCall, get his idea about this Falcon game coming up on Sunday. Uh, You're listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Couple of minutes left on the show. A reminder, Jennifer Handling tonight from Olathe, the uh, pride of the Sumner Academy Sabres. Her son, part of the Olathe South uh, soccer team, having her uh, party tonight, the private High Beach East Kingdom Zoom call party, and a meal uh, catered by Zarda Barbecue for her and nine of her socially distanced friends. She'll also get an autograph. 8 by 10 photo. If she's lucky, she'll get McCall Hardman's photo. I've been trying to get one of those signed by McCall, who's with us uh, tonight for the next couple of minutes. All right, the Atlanta Falcons mentioned Elbert County, Georgia. Now, you're up there in the north, kind of the northeast. Were you a Falcon fan growing up in Georgia? Uh, I'm more so a fan of the players, like certain players that was on the team. I don't think I was a Falcons fan. I'm more of a Steelers fan. How cool is it, though, you're going to play them this week and another big December game here? Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking looking forward to the challenge and just you know looking forward to watch Julio play in person. You know, watching <laughs> watching him and just seeing him on the field. I think it's my first time. You know, one of the guys I kind of look up to coming um you know coming out of college or high school and just seeing what he's been doing over all over the years and just trying to see him play in person gonna be gonna be a treat. Coming back home, I know there's no well, there's some fans and how awesome is it? I mean. We can hear them, man. We can hear that. If it's 17,000, 18,000 fans, how fun is it going to be to come back home? And I love it the way you embrace playing in cold weather. Man, it has not phased you. Right. No, not at all. Uh, I think it's a mindset. But it's going to be going to be great to be back with some fans, some you know, the, the best fans in the, in the league, and just hear them, you know, uh, yell and cheer for us. And it's just going to be a, a different kind of environment. And can't wait to get back to it. How much have you felt like, when are we going to get some home games? It's been like four out of five on the road. It's like we're the Globetrotters <laughs> or something. I know, right? We've been a road, like, consecutive games. But it's good to, you know, end the season with two consecutive home games. And hope we can close this out and, uh, you know, uh, clinch this first round by and, you know, go to the bigger goal. I also want to bring up Greg Lewis. Love that dude. I mean, I think he's just an underrated. What is G. Lou and what has he meant to you and coaching you up these two years? I mean, a lot. I think uh, I think Coach Gilu do a good job of um, letting us play to you know to our abilities. Let us actually like play and not trying to you know make us uh, like a certain way player. Like you should do this this way. You should do this this way. Like you more so understand of like you know what's our suits, what's our strengths, and he let us go out there and play. And you know when it's when it's need to be you know adjusted, you know he'll give us some advice or you know tell us what we need to do. And he playing in the league helps out a lot too because he actually been in the league. He, he didn't play with you know, like Brett Favre and things like that. So he he know what he's talking about. He's just not, you know, just blowing smoke, you know. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us tonight. God bless you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And stay safe. Keep your family safe. And keep up that good work you're doing in Albert County, Georgia. It's awesome to see you, uh, even if it's on a Zoom call, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. You too. All right. McCole Hartman, The Jet. Get your boarding pass. 
Jump on his wings. He's going to take you all the way to the sweet nectar of the end zone. McCole Hardman, our guest tonight uh, on the Chiefs Kingdom Show. And again, the Chiefs this Sunday playing the Atlanta Falcons. The Chiefs uh, can possibly wrap up the one seed this week. They're going to need some help. If the Bengals win tonight and beat the Steelers, they can wrap it up. If not, the Chiefs got to keep winning and uh, beat a very talented Falcon team. I called them Mercurial. They've had the lead nine times in their ten losses. So the Chiefs are going to have to come to play at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. Special thanks to Jennifer Handling uh, from Olathe, the winner of our uh, Chiefs Kingdom Zoom call party. Keep it up in Olathe to keep all that spirit rolling uh, down there in Olathe South High School. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs on the Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, it's Carrington Harrison from The Drive on 610 Sports Radio, the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Every Monday at 2.15, we sit down for an exclusive interview with Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. The only place in Kansas City, it's the only place in the country where you're going to hear a weekly conversation with the Chiefs franchise quarterback. Make sure to set a reminder, but if you missed the interview at 2.15, you can catch the replay at 5.15 on your drive home. Number 15 at 2.15 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.